Good afternoon and welcome to our weekly conversation here on 95.3 WLKR. As always, I'm the Captain Chris Morgan, joined once again by the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn. The Cavs back in action tonight, taking on the San Antonio Spurs at home. We'll have pregame at 6.30, tip-off at 7 o'clock here on 95.3. And the last time we saw the Cavs, Tim, back on Sunday night, that big comeback win over the Indiana Pacers just after making the trade for Karis Levert. Uh, what a very eventful Sunday that ended up being for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Boy, you've got that right, Chris. Uh, it certainly was. It had a lot of intrigue to it. And, of course, the Cavaliers came out uh, very flat in that ball game, very sluggish, and really dug themselves into a hole and fighting uphill all afternoon slash early evening. And then all of a sudden they caught fire and rattled off 19 straight points. It was really something to watch and to call, and the field house was just in a frenzy, and they rallied and beat Indiana, and as you said, Karis LeVert was supposed to start the game for the Pacers. He was coming off a 42-point effort on Friday night. He got word right before the game that you're being traded, and by the way, you're being traded to the team right down to the end of the hall in the other locker room, so... It was bizarre, and certainly uh, a good win for the Cavaliers, although you don't want to make a habit of coming out sluggish and having to come from behind every game because that will catch up with you. But it was a thrilling win, and now we add Levert. Uh, Garris will play tonight, and so he'll make his Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse debut as a Cavalier, and I'm sure it's going to be very exciting. Uh, very exciting indeed. He'll be an instant shot in the arm, I think, on the offensive end. Uh, getting him in there and also getting Darius Garland back healthy with his back issues still kind of lingering a little bit. Uh, that should make things really, really fun for this Cleveland Cavalier team heading to the uh, final home stretch of the first half of the regular season. Oh, there's no doubt. Karis uh, LeBert is exactly what the Cavaliers were looking for. That that bigger wing player that has some athleticism that can get you a shot or get you a bucket when you need it, uh, averaging 18 points per game, uh, has had a very nice NBA career, first with Brooklyn and then, of course, uh, the last couple of seasons with the Indiana Pacers. So you put, he, you put him and DG together in the backcourt and has the makings of being something very, very special. And I really like that he has that playing experience with Jared Allen as well. Of course, they used to play together on the Brooklyn Nets before that whole trade scenario went down last year. Of course, the Cavs ended up with Allen. Uh, uh, Lavert ended up going to Indiana while James Harden was on his way to uh, Brooklyn. Now he might be on his way out again, but who knows on that standpoint. But I, I think having that chemistry uh, between Lavert and Allen especially should make his transition really easy here early on. No doubt, uh, and they're both still young players. Uh, Jared, a year older, or excuse me, Karras. Karras, a year older than Jared. And so uh, they are both kind of getting into their prime years right now. As you said, they have that relationship uh, both on the floor where they played well together, and they're real good friends off the floor. So chemistry-wise, this isn't going to disrupt the Cavaliers one iota. And Chris, it's interesting you bring up that James Harden deal. I was talking to some friends last night, and Boy, when this all shakes out, it was a 14 deal. Harden was the centerpiece, and there were a lot of other teams, including the Cavs, involved. Think about the fact that the Cavaliers, when the dust settles, could end up with Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. I mean, who would have thought that when that 14 deal, 14 deal was made last January? So uh, Kobe Alton, boy, every time he's uh, pushing the buttons, they're coming up big for him. 
Absolutely. And honestly, Tim, I would say uh, the moves these past couple years especially uh, would really put Kobe, I think, up for a possible Executive of the Year award coming down the stretch run here. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Chris. And I think there are several awards that the Cavaliers are in the running for. You mentioned Kobe with Executive of the Year. I would certainly think J.B. Bickerstaff is going to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year, Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year, I mean, maybe even Kevin Love for Sixth Man of the Year. So you're looking at four of the major awards in the NBA once they're announced in the postseason. The Cavaliers will have a very viable candidate. And, of course, before we even get to that point, still have a lot of basketball left to be played in the regular season. Cavaliers still just a game and a half out of first place in the Eastern Conference, getting a San Antonio team that is still kind of in the middle of their rebuild phase, but also one of those teams that if you take them lightly, like Detroit uh, just a week ago or two now, uh, they can come up and bite you if you don't take them seriously enough, Tim. Well, this was a, a tight ball game down in San Antonio when they played the first time around. Now, the Cavs did get out of there with a the victory, but you're right. They've got an all-star player in Murray. They've got some talented guys uh, around him, and, of course, uh, a Hall of Fame coach, one of the greatest ever in Greg Popovich. So you're right. You cannot take them lightly, and hopefully the Cavs learned their lesson last week uh, with those ball games against the Pistons and then, of course, down in Houston on Wednesday. So, yeah, let's hope they learned their lesson and, they're ready for San Antonio tonight. I think this team uh, is energized, meaning the Cavaliers, and hopefully uh, this is one they can put in the win column. Absolutely hope they can. So one more question here for you, Tim. Of course, uh, the trade deadline still a little more than 24 hours away at this point. I believe it's uh, 4 o'clock Thursday afternoon is when the trade deadline will come around here for the NBA. Uh, do you think the Cavs have maybe another move up their sleeves, or do you think they're kind of done for right now and don't want to mess things up chemistry-wise too much and just go forward with what they now have? Well, Chris, I don't want to predict if they'll make a move, but I will say this. Kobe Altman has always been aggressive come trade deadline time. So, yeah, he made the deal for Karis LeVert, but as you said, with 24 hours to go, I'm sure he's still exchanging texts and emails and phone calls. Uh, he'll try to bolster this roster. Boy, it's great to be a buyer rather than a seller. And so if there's any tweak he can make, I don't think there's going to be any blockbuster deal, but if there's something that he can do to add some depth or add another rotational piece to this to this roster right now, I'm sure he's going to do so or at least have those conversations attempting to do so. All right. With that, we'll wrap things up for this week, Tim. But best of luck on the call tonight, and uh, hopefully the Cavs can get us a big win here at home in uh, Karis LeVert's Cleveland Cavalier debut. My goodness, that is so much fun to say here today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Last home game before the All-Star break, so it's a big one for the Cavs. They've got three on the road before the All-Star break. So you're right, it'd be nice to go out on the road with a win under your belt. Absolutely would. All right, we'll let you go here, Tim, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. Always enjoy. Absolutely. Always enjoy it on our end, too. With that, we'll take a short commercial break and have a look at your weather forecast right after that.